what's up? Welcome back to another episode of 200 and Counting. I'm your host, Tia Hill, aka Tortilla Chips, and welcome to the first episode of season two and of 2020. I wanted to start us off. I wanted to jump right into it and I wanted to start the year off. I wanted to start the season off with a documentary that everyone has been talking about. The minute I watched this, I was like, I have to do an episode on it. It's a Netflix doc. It's brand new. It's called Don't Fuck With Cats. In the seedy underbelly of the internet, there's an unwritten rule. Rule zero. Don't fuck with cats. This documentary is super graphic. Like I, I'm serious. It's very graphic. And there's a lot of descriptions of sexual violence and just regular violence. And obviously there's going to be a lot of spoilers. So I'm going to be describing a lot of it in detail. So if that's something that you're super sensitive to, just keep that in mind going into this episode. Don't Fuck With Cats came out late 2019. We ended the decade off with a bang, or should I say a meow? Basically, I was minding my business one night and a friend called me and he was like, you need to watch Don't Fuck With Cats right now. Like, have you seen this? So, you know, I was just sitting on the couch eating snacks. So I was like, okay, I'll watch. And I watched, this is a three-part docuseries and I watched part one by myself. I was so scared, okay? I was so scared. I was like, I don't want to watch part two by myself. I'm scared. Basically, this documentary is about a man who uploads videos of himself online killing kittens. This is the part that is super graphic and very, very disturbing. And I, I think this should go without saying, but if you kill animals, you're a psychopath. Anyone that kills animals, especially small animals, you're a psychopath. If you hunt, I'm kind of looking at you sideways, but that's also not my, look, that's not my ministry. So I, I, I'm not gonna, you know, that's different. But if you're out here killing, obviously kittens, cats, dogs, small animals and shit, that's helpless animals. That's weird and disgusting and don't, ugh, God. But anyway, that's what this guy is doing. And he's not just like killing them. I don't know what is the normal way to kill kittens because it's not normal, but he's not just doing it in, you know, one and done. He's recording himself. His face is blurred and he's like putting these kittens into an airtight, like zip sealed bag and using, ugh, using like a vacuum cleaner to suck the air out and suffocate them. And then after he does that, he's taking their little kitten corpse bodies and playing around with them and rearranging them in different shapes. It's, it's fucking sick. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. And it upsets me because I love cats and that's disgusting. And so this was very disturbing. And I was like, what am I watching? What the hell is this? So this man does this. He records this video, blurs him, blurs his face out. And then for some reason, so this video is uploaded online. So somehow this video finds its way to Facebook, which first of all, like, you know, this was 2010 because why was this not blocked by somebody? Facebook just be letting anything on there. Like that is just the wild, wild west of content. But somehow this video, this man killing kittens ended up on Facebook. I was on Facebook one day and then I found this video. I pressed play. It was the worst video I've ever seen. Now, rightfully so, people were really upset. They were like, this is sick. Who did this? We need to find this man. He needs to go to prison. Da, 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 da. This is disturbing, which yes, fair. And so the documentary basically revolves around these people. They end up going and trying to find this man. So someone posts that they start a Facebook group and they're like, oh, what is the name of the Facebook group? It's something like finding, you know, justice for the kitten killer, something like that. So this group of people, they start a whole Facebook group and there is a movement. Okay. There is a movement to find this man. So within the Facebook group, there's like, uh, maybe like 
over 10,000 people in the group at first who were like super active, like trying to find this man. Because first of all, who the hell does something like that and then uploads it online? Like what the hell is wrong with you? If, if, not saying you should, but if you're gonna be killing small animals, you keep that shit to yourself, okay? What's wrong with you? But he uploaded it online, clearly wanted attention, clearly wanted like a reaction out of people, which is what he got. So this Facebook group, they're like breaking everything down and they're like, oh my gosh. The style of the documentary, this is being told by two individuals in particular. And they were super, super into the Facebook group. I think one of them might've even started it. So first there's this guy named John Green and John Green, he's pissed, okay? You can tell he's still pissed off about this because he's, he's sitting there, his lips all straight line. They're not moving. He is upset, okay? None of this is funny to him. He clearly took it very seriously. He clearly still takes it seriously and he wants to tell his story, goddammit. This person wants to play a game of cat and mouse and I'm up for that. And then the other woman has a fake name on Facebook and not in like a, you know how people, this is big 2010 energy, but you know how people would be like, they would make up some fake like fun middle name on Facebook. It'd be like Tia stacks money every day Hill or something like that. It wasn't anything fun like that. This woman had a fake name that was based on a Beastie Boys song and she was called Body Movin'. And she spelled it B-A-U-D-I-M-O-O-V-A-N, body moving. And she's like, online, I can be whoever I want to be. It's Facebook, okay? It's Facebook. That's the one place where you can be exactly who the fuck you are. That Because that's what it's for. It's Facebook. She's doing the Lord's work, I guess, but kind of weird. John Green was like, yeah, you know, I don't really use my personal information on Facebook either. And I'm not like, why would you go on Facebook? I'm sorry. Especially in 2010, I feel like, I mean, I was in high school, but I was using Facebook literally just to talk to my friends. What am I going on there talking to strangers on Facebook? No, if I want to talk to strangers online in 2010, I'm going on Tumblr. Thank you very much. They start this Facebook group and in the Facebook group, they're breaking down like every element of the video. They're like, well, the power socket in the back looks like it could be from this country. Oh no, it looks like this and this. And like, where's the blanket from? But they managed to track down like this blanket is only sold in North America. So he must be in North America, but it ships to all these different countries. There's a vacuum cleaner in the corner. Oh God. Oh, not in the corner. It's a vacuum cleaner he uses to kill the kittens. Ugh. That vacuum cleaner is also sold only in Canada or only in North America, something like that. So they track the blanket down to eBay. That's what it is. He has this like disgusting wolf blanket, like the freak he is. And they end up tracking it. You know, he bought it online, but they couldn't figure out who the, who the seller sold it to. At first, I think it's someone in Russia. And I was like, I feel like people in Russia have much bigger things to worry about, but okay. And then they're like, where do we think this person is from? At different points, he keeps uploading videos and he also uploads pictures. So he uploads photos and pictures of himself like with these kitten corpses because after as I said after he kills the kittens he's playing with their little kitten corpse bodies and moving them around and stacking them up onto each other and doing just really sickening shit with them he's sending photos of like these little kitten bodies it's sick it's really really disgusting he posts another video where I think he drowns a kitten or something honestly I block this out of my mind I'm I'm sorry to not give you all the most thorough description of how these kittens died but I truly do not want to just know this person posted three videos of him killing kittens with photos so these people are in their facebook group they're looking for this man and at a certain point there is another profile that starts posting it either posted a video or it posted something that was like some other kitten killing video and this account was kind of like egging this behavior on tell me why this account was called jamesy crams a lot in his ass and they 
throughout the documentary keep referring to this profile as if that's this man's actual name. They're like, and this guy, you know, crams a lot in his ass. You know, Jamesy, Jamesy crams a lot in his ass, just kept posting. And we just didn't know what Jamesy crams a lot in his ass wanted. Like, obviously the man's name is not really Jamesy crams a lot in his ass, nor do you need to keep saying Jamesy crams a lot in his ass because that's what Jamesy crams a lot in his ass wants you to say when you talk about Jamesy crams a lot in his ass. But they just kept at it with like dead straight faces too. They brought in this guy whose job it was to like catch people who, who abuse animals. This man is like, he literally talked like Teddy from Bob's Burgers. Like, uh, you know, I just, when, when, when people mess with animals, it just, it makes me so mad, you know? It, it makes me want to kill them. It makes me want to reach out and reach through the screen and just like, you know, twist this guy and you know, Jamsy crams a lot in his ass. He's posting these things about these kittens. I'm like, oh my God, can everyone just take it down a notch? Everyone was like so mad at Jamsy. This person, whoever's profile this was, had what was so obviously a photoshopped picture. Now this is how you know it's 2010 and no offense, this is how you know it was people of a certain, of a certain age group who are not necessarily as familiar with certain technological things in 2010. They had no, like, had anybody had any basic idea of like what a Photoshop photo looked like, they would have known this is clearly a fake picture. It was like some porn stars, a male porn star's photo with like a Santa hat clearly photoshopped on the man's head. They're like, Jamsy was wearing a Santa hat in his photo of himself. Like, body moving. You don't even go by your real name. Why would you think Jamsy crams on his ass as a real person? Come on now. But they go by this man's name and they find someone named Jamsy in some town. I think it was Zimbabwe. I don't know. They were like, we found this man. This is him. And they start, I guess everyone starts piling onto this man. They're like, you killed this kitten. Da, 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 da. This is a white man, by the way. No shade, but it is. And they're like, you killed this kitten. Da, 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 da. They pile onto him. This person who happens to be named Jamsy kills himself. And they find out and they're like, oh my God, wait, we feel bad. And then it wasn't even him. It clearly was not him because why would someone use, if someone's going to have Cramslaw in his ass as their last name on Facebook, why would they use their real first name on Facebook? Guys, come on now. At one point, somebody just DMs one of them and is like, oh, the guy that's doing the videos is named Luca Magnata. And they're like, what? Who's Luca Magnata? Da, 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 da. After years of turmoil with few prospects for the future, Eric Newman needed to reinvent himself. In 2006, he legally changed his name to Luca Rocco Magnata. Why someone DM them on Facebook to say this? Who knows? They're looking up interviews with him and they're like, he seems normal to me. Like, I can't imagine someone like this killing kittens. Hi, my name is Lu Luca Magnata is my last name, M-A-G-N-O-T-T-A. -T -T How do I get my voice so deep? Uh, practice makes perfect, right? If there's anything that I've learned, it's that everyone is weird in their own way. And most people honestly are crazy. So I, this man's face barely moved when he spoke, okay? Man looked like he was wearing a damn mask. He had weird energy. He wanted to be a model. They look him up. There's all these fan pages for him. It's like, I love Luca Magnata. Da, 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 da. And they're like, oh, wow, he's a famous model. Why would he kill kittens in his spare time? Da, 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 da. This is the other reason why I say that Photoshop thing is so ridiculous because they're looking up pictures of Luca and every single photo clearly looks Photoshopped. It's him out and about. They're like, he looks like he's having a grand old time. And then it's like freaking months later that they're like, we learned how to reverse image search and we found out all of these photos were fake. This man's not going anywhere. He's in his room killing kittens. All right. He doesn't have time to travel. So what they started doing was they were like, we need to find this man because he's clearly, he keeps killing animals, mind you. He keeps uploading these weird, crazy videos like da 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 da. 
I will say, though, that the most clever thing about the documentary was that in order to explain what happened, obviously, these videos were super, super graphic. They weren't showing the videos themselves. They'd show the beginning part of him putting the kitten to the bag. And it was like, oh, my God, one of the videos, oh, a snake eats a kitten, which I don't even like snake. I was like, this is literally my worst nightmare combined. They had body moving and John Green like explain in great, great detail. They had them watch it and like explain what was going on. And they did a great job, a great job. They didn't have to use because obviously it's so online and the problem with telling stories that exist mainly on the computer or like on tv or not on tv but mainly on the computer is that if it's a lot of words it's hard to tell a story visually because then you're forcing the audience to like read 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 but what they did was a really really good job of using different bits of b-roll using them telling the story you know some comments but they just it was it was really cut together very very well for what it is i was like okay netflix okay whoever the hell produced this okay as much as i've made fun of them they did actually do a really really good job of trying to track this man down and what they were doing was they were using his photos some of them were real some of them were clearly photoshopped some were real and he'd be posting these pictures of himself you know, out on the stairs somewhere. And somehow they end up tracing it to like, oh my God, he lives in Montreal. He lives in Canada. And they're like using the coordinates of these photos and like the metadata and blah, 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 like find out where he lives. And they get super, super close to finding this man. And they keep, keep, keep getting closer and closer and closer. But at one point when they're like deep in this investigation, mind you, this was like years that they spent doing this body moving. Okay, let me tell you right now, she was giving it her all. So one day she gets a video from like some, I don't know if she knew it was from Luca or what, but she gets a video and it's like of her workplace from inside her workplace. Mm -hmm, you better watch out, like leave me alone. You're getting a little too close. And she was like, oh my God. And she was super scared. Like he was clearly stalking her. She ended up having to tell her bosses that in her spare time, she looks for a man who kills kittens on the internet. Like she had to tell them because she was being stalked at work. She was like, I was so mortified. Like I was so embarrassed. Like you should be, you should be. You're doing the Lord's work, but that is embarrassing. If it were me, if it were me, I think I would have lied. I would have just been like, I don't know. Some man just sent me some weird video inside my workplace. I don't know what this is from. And it definitely is not for me looking up a cat killer. No, no, no. So she kind of like takes the back seat. Now, if, over the course of these two years, the big thing that John Green and Body Movin kept saying was that, you know, killing animals is seriously a sign of you being like a serial killer. Isn't that one of the three signs? I don't know if this is real, but my parents used to always tell me it was bedwetting, killing, killing animals and starting fires. So to me, honestly, just the killing animals alone should be enough to cover for all three. But that's what he's doing. John Green and Body Moving kept being like, if we don't stop this man, he's going to start killing people. And somebody needs to know. They obviously, they contacted the police many, many times. Police would not do anything. Body Moving was like, I went on Twitter and like, I tweeted the police and I got so mad. Like one day I just lit him up and then they didn't say anything, you know, which is messed up. Like if someone's killing animals online, I'd be reporting them too. Shoot. One day John Green manages to, and the way they told the story was brilliant. Luca took a photo on the stairs somewhere in Montreal. They figure out that it's Montreal from like the lampposts and stuff in the background, like all this stuff. They go to the exact corner that it is. And literally they go step-by-step step on Google earth, just forward, 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 forward and they go around and they find the steps where the picture was taken. So they're in this area and they're like, this is where he lives. We found it, da, 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 da. Then one day a video was uploaded of him killing a person. He has someone tied down on his bed. They can't tell if there's somebody else behind the camera in the room with him or not. And he kills them. He kills this person. He has them tied down and he stabs them to death. Obviously 
that's extremely disturbing. There's something with a dog. He like kills a dog too. Like what? You just killed, leave it alone. Damn. What's wrong with you? He just like killed a person, a human being, took a human life and killed a dog and uploads this video online. And these people, they're like freaking out. John Green body moving the whole, the whole gang. You know what it is. A whole lot of gang shit. They contact the police because they're like, we have a video of somebody killing a human and they don't do anything. Like it's not really taken seriously. Now, separately in Montreal, this man finds a suitcase with, with, with remains in it. And he's like, oh my God, what the hell? Calls the police, right? The police come and investigate. Now, keeping in mind that the police did not listen when Body Movin' and John Green tried to report it. They don't know any of that information. They go and they find his ID because, you know, Luca, a messy ass bitch. And they think that Luca is the one being killed. And I'm like, this is so frustrating. Jesus Lord. He kills a man named Lin June. And we find out later that he'd found him on Craigslist and they were supposed to hook up or whatever. And then he ends up killing him, which is crazy. And the police see like security footage, they catch him on camera, all of this stuff. I don't want to go too much into the details of the investigation and like all of that because it's super, super, it's heavy and it's a lot and you just need to watch it. But one thing that bothered me was that when they're talking to the cops, they start interviewing like the main police detective. This woman, right? She describes in detail the video of him killing a human. She describes a straight face. You know, that's her job to go to these crime scenes. Tell me why she describes him killing a human straight face, totally fine. And then this bitch going to go. And then he brings out, he brings out a dog. I'm sorry. I can't even talk about this part. I was like a human life. He killed a man. You just described a human dying. You saw a crime scene. And yet you're going to start bawling about the dog. You saw, you watched this video like 5 million times and someone killing a human. They bring the dog out. Oh, cut the cameras. I can't watch anymore. What? Anyway, one other interesting interview that they had was they talked to Luca's mom. She was a freak too. Look, I would not be surprised if she was, I was like, I thought she was in on it. Okay. And she was like, I don't think Luca did it. Like he was such a nice boy and he would just like sit at home and like watch movies all day. And like, I like, da, 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 da. like he was bullied and whatever this and the third. And I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, I might report you too, because you also look like you're wearing a mask. It was very disturbing. I was like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. So in each part, part two is more heavy on the investigation. Part one is more just like the introduction of the kitten videos and like the online community. Part three is when things get really, really crazy. Now, if you do not want the biggest spoiler of the documentary, don't listen to this part. Watch it and come back and we will discuss. But if you do, if you've seen it already, then stay on the line because we're about to get into it. So Luca goes to this lawyer, right? And he's like, I'm in an abusive relationship. My boyfriend is making me record videos of myself killing animals and uploading them online. And I don't know what to do. And he's also beating me. And he goes to this lawyer. He has all these photos, like all of this evidence. He has this boyfriend named Manny. It was like, apparently people like to, you know, buy videos of animals being killed on the dark web. Also deserves to be on a watch list. That's just as bad. You sick, sick, sick weirdos. But anyway, he goes to the lawyer and he says this and like, he, he's like, I don't know what to do. Da, 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 and the lawyer does an interview. The most important part about the lawyer interview is that the lawyer mentions that when Luca comes in to see him, he says, you look like the actor Michael Douglas. And the lawyer's like, oh, thank you. Okay. And, you know, the lawyer was giving him advice. And this was this was two years prior to 
the murder. You know, he's like, my boyfriend is in the room. You can tell because you're not 100% sure who's in the room with him. Honestly, you can't tell if there's anyone else in the room filming in all these videos. It looks like there could be. And he's like, my boyfriend made me tie this man up and kill him. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want out. I don't know what to do. So the lawyer, you know, he's preparing his defense. Okay. Then as we may or may not know, hopefully, you know, I wrote down that I don't want to give away the twist ending, but like, I really do because it really fucked me up. Okay. It fucked me up. He was just fucking basing it off a movie the whole time. I really don't think that there was any Manny. I don't even think that there's a discussion. I think the man's crazy and he made it up because then they come to find out they find no evidence of this man existing. This man is a weirdo. He's sick. He killed this poor, poor man of color, mind you. We did not even talk about the racial dynamics here. Luca ends up like fleeing to Paris and the lawyer is like, is he lying? I don't know if it's real or not. It's a whole big thing. I don't want to go into the details of the ending because it's just crazy. And I just want to talk about how crazy it was. When Luca is finally arrested, they find out that the whole thing has parallels with the movie Basic Instinct, which I haven't seen but the fact that there's even parallels with a murder and a movie is weird. And his mom, who was back here talking about, oh, he just sits around and watches movies all day. Like, mm-hmm, I bet he does. And that's probably why he committed this murder based on this movie. The parallels in the movie go right down to how he crosses his leg in the interrogation room. He smokes a cigarette. The lawyer looks like Michael Douglas, one of the main actors in the movie. The way he kills this man He straddles him, ties him down, has a photo in the background in the same way that in the movie, there's like a there's like a a window in the background of the bed and she's like on top of her boyfriend. It was some really sick shit, like these crazy parallels that honestly, the Facebook group people didn't even know about. At this point in the doc, we're just talking to like police and experts and the lawyer is like, what the hell? Because Luca had been going to him for what, like two years at that point, like almost two, three years with evidence of this case that he was trying to build up so that when he went to court, he tried to argue, oh, well, I had a boyfriend who had me, you know, sell videos of myself killing um, a human and animals online in the dark web. Da, 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 da. And it's like, no, you didn't, you little weirdo. It was all you. Don't front. I did see some people talking about like, oh, do you think that Manny was real? Do you really think it was you really think it was made up? Do you really think he did that? Yes, I 100 percent believe that he did that. Apparently, there was no evidence that Manny ever existed. The fact of the matter is that cats were killed and a human was killed. More importantly, the fact that there was such a twist at the end made it so, so worth it. Like when I tell you, I thought I knew where it was going and it did not even go where it was honestly, I thought that it was going to be something about like cyberbullying or like making memes about cats, like Grumpy Cat. And when I watched this, I was like, what in the world? There's so many other details to this documentary that, you know, I didn't even get into in this episode because it's just so, so, so much. But I, I, it was so well done considering this is one of the few documentaries where I think, yes, there should have been three parts. This is the second documentary I've reviewed where it's had something to do with someone dying and there being some weird parallels to some pop culture thing. Because if you remember in the episode, I Love You Now Die, that girl had had an obsession with Glee and there were all these weird parallels for, between her life and her texts and like the show. And then there's this man who is his obsession with this movie. And so overall, like, honestly, I thought they did a great job of pulling this together, especially considering the whole first episode existed mainly online. Um, They did a great job of pulling B-roll. They did a great job of like really making it visually compelling, driving the story along. At no point in any of the three parts did it seem slow. This wasn't one of those things where I felt like this shouldn't have been three parts. This deserved three parts. They really took their time breaking down literally 
what seemed to be every single detail of this weird situation. And it was so, so fascinating. The only thing that irritated the hell out of me was at the very, very end, you know, body, body moving and John Green are discussing. Clearly, Luca wanted attention, right? He wanted to go online and post these videos of him killing cats because he wanted a rise out of people and he wanted attention. And then that kind of made him escalate to killing a human so he could get more attention. And he did want to be famous. He wanted to be a famous model. So they discussed like how much were they complicit in him doing that? Did they just play right into his trap in a way? Is it their fault? It's not their fault at all. And they should not feel that way. But they discussed, you know, did they kind of goad him into killing a human because they kept giving him that attention. They made a whole Facebook group, like they kept feeding, they kept fanning the flames essentially. One of the things that still bothers me about this time in my life and that keeps me up sometimes at night is, were we complicit in Lucas crimes? So then Body Moving gonna turn to the camera talking about, um, are you all complicit for watching this documentary? You don't see me on some Facebook group looking for some kitten killer? No, no, you don't. It was you who spent two years of your life. I'm not the one who had to tell my boss I spent my spare time looking for a man who kills cats. Nobody, nobody moving. That was you. But she's gonna turn to the camera and say, um, anyone who's watching this Netflix documentary, you're also complicit in giving Luca attention, like fan playing into this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, nice try, girl. But anyway, I think another thing that was really interesting, I listened to an interview with the director and he was talking about how like the cast kind of didn't really know what, how they felt about the whole thing until during the whole movie. One of the biggest mysteries was he still doesn't know whether or not Manny was real. You don't know whether or not Manny's real and he doesn't know whether or not it was Luca that sent that message saying, it's Luca Magnata because it could have been Luca. I'd like to think it's Luca's mom, but I highly doubt it because she wrote for her son more than he did for himself. And so those were kind of the two unanswered questions through the doc. But it's very, very easy to just assume it was Luca, 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 Luca. And that it was him that made those fan pages for himself. And it was him that like did this whole put this whole charade together. But overall, I think that this documentary was so good, especially because I think nowadays a lot of these quote unquote documentaries are super gimmicky and they're very like, let's make this multiple parts just because we don't have anything better to do and not because, you know, we want to make a good documentary, you know? And I think that this one just did does such a great job of giving you those details, bringing out a really, really good story and getting you hooked, hooked on the story and making you want to watch the whole thing from beginning to end. Like I wanted to immediately watch parts two and three. And when between the time I bet I watched part one and two. It's all I could think about, all I could talk about. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw I tweeted about it like when I finished watching it because I was like, the world needs to know about this. I could not wait to do this episode. I had to watch all the parts first before I could record anything about it because it was so crazy. Like it was crazy. I would honestly give this documentary four and a half stars. The point, the, the half star is for body moving, trying to tell me off at the end of the documentary, knowing damn well she was the one all up in the Facebook group doing the research. But that's the only reason that it is an F5 if they didn't have that annoying ending. And I feel like they kind of had the ending because, you know, it's hard to end something as big as this. And it's very easy to get your subjects who have been narrating the whole thing to say, hey, viewer, like break the fourth wall and say some crazy shit. But I was like, don't, don't, what, what? I'm sitting here traumatized watching this man kill some damn cats. You're going to turn to me all of a sudden. I'm like, ah, God, don't look at me, body. Overall, I would give this four and a half stars. I think that if you have not watched this documentary and you just listened through the whole spoiler ending, you have to watch this. If you were too disturbed by listening to this episode, that is fair. You know, maybe, maybe don't, maybe don't. But I think 
this was truly one of the craziest, one of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen. And I think that it does a good job of not being too gimmicky, despite the topic being something really, really wild. And it really does a great job, whether it's production wise or just the B-roll and just it tells the story in a very, very clever way. You hear from so many different people. It never gets stale. And honestly, like a few days after I watched the whole thing, it was Christmas and my cousin and I, we made everybody else in our family watch the same documentary too, including our grandfather. And he fell asleep and had no idea what the hell was going on. But he also thought it was crazy for the first 10 minutes that he did watch. So there you go. It's got a cosign from my grandpa. So that's how you know it's good. If you listen to it and you want to talk about it, I'm literally always down to talk about this documentary. I talked about it just today. Feel free to watch it and let me know what you thought. But for now, welcome back to season two of 200 and Counting. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. 